designed to encourage, empower, and educate real estate professionals by sharing best practices from business leaders that are proven winners. I'm your host, Kyle Malnati, and this is Calibrate Real Estate. Live from Denver's Cherry Creek neighborhood, you are watching The Kyle Malnati Show, which is now becoming the Calibrate Real Estate Podcast. For all of you that have watched for years, as I've interviewed real estate investors, we're making some changes. Some big things have happened over the last year. It's actually been a year since I've sat in this very seat when we taped our last episode with my kiddos. And so, without further ado, I wanna introduce you to my guest. This is Karen Briscoe. Karen Briscoe is a realtor with Keller Williams on the East Coast, specifically with the HBC Group out of McLean, Virginia, which is an area that I grew up in. And so, Karen, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Kyle. I, this is a, a great privilege. I'm glad I'm in Denver to actually be able to take this with you. Yeah, it's cool. We're going to be doing a lot of these over um, a couple of different apps that allow me to talk to people nationwide. Karen and I met last year at an event in uh, the Washington, D.C. area, right outside the airport. And uh, I really enjoy being able to mastermind with folks that aren't from just Denver or just from D.C. This is going to have a national audience, and so it's exciting stuff today. And so, Karen, if you would share your real estate story, how did you become a realtor? Well, I actually was in commercial real estate oh, okay. uh, right out of college. I worked for a land development company, and we bought land and put in streets, utilities, and sold lots to home builders. So, I then had a progression of things that I worked on my master's degree, had my children. And when I wanted to go back to work full time, as my children got a little bit older, I thought I was gonna re-enter the commercial real estate world. And I did for a brief period, working in the leasing of space for sales engineering, warehouse office for a telecom company. And I found that I, it was too impersonal for me. I have what I call a soft side and a hard side. I have the side of the negotiations and strategy and understanding markets and evaluate, evaluating real estate, but I also have this soft side, I really have a heart for people and had really thought at one point I was actually even gonna go into the ministry. And so I wanted more of a people component than just straight negotiating. So that was what took me into residential real estate. Yeah, commercial real estate, from my experience, I work with investors, as, as many of you know, and, and the people who had uh, been consumers of the Kyle Malnati Show realized that, that uh, we help people buy and sell apartment buildings here in Denver. That, that business is a wonderful business, but you're very business to business. You're yes, working with people who are investing in, in the business to consumer side. When you're a realtor, you get to come into someone's home and you get to intersect with them at this very critical point in their life where they're either buying or selling a home. One of the largest and most complicated decisions someone will make, uh, certainly within a given year, but if not their lifetime, uh, that definitely pulls at your heartstrings a little bit more, doesn't yes. it? Yes. However, real exciting in the last year, and it's, it's actually sounds like this is coming on the one year anniversary of your book, Real Estate Success in Five Minutes a Day. Tell me what prompted you to be an author. It's something I'm working on right now. I'm in the process of writing a book and uh, it is not easy. I mean, I'll tell you, it is one of the harder things that I've done, and uh, it is an act of diligence that is just, I think, second to, to none. Well, so, and you have young kids, well, so. <laughs> but it's, I'll tell you what, though, it's not for the faint of heart. It so is. tell me how you embarked on writing a book, 
talk to the audience about what your book is about because one of the things we're doing with this podcast is really transitioning out of just Denver real estate investing and real estate investing in general out into real estate business owners, which is local realtors, uh, broker owners, and then also people who are going to invest in real estate too. There will be a applicable topics there, but uh, this podcast is really going to be geared towards realtors. So why would someone want to pick up your book? Well, as often happens when people achieve a certain level of success, others come to them and say, how did you do it? Sure. Right? And so I have ranked in the top 100 our team for Keller Williams ever since we've been at Keller Williams in 2009. So we're a high producing team. And so I've been doing some coaching and training through the years and over and over again, I pretty much kept having the same questions. And so I was like, okay, well, there are certain things that you can do to achieve success at a high level in both your business and your personal life. And it felt like it was the same message being delivered, but what I found was that people felt like they didn't have time to invest in their business and personal development. I'm like, okay, well, can you do five minutes a day? Yeah. And so most people said, yes, I could. Many real estate books offer information that is valuable and they, a lot of times I find that people though, they'll start a book and they don't actually end up finishing the book or they don't find ways to apply the book because the information isn't inspirational enough or doesn't have enough memory devices so that they can actually put it into action. Sure. And so the idea is, you know, information without implementation is basically entertainment, right? right so, exactly. So we need to put it into action if we're gonna actually see or implement any change. That's right. And so setting up the habit of personal and business development, one of the key aspects is reading. And this is a lot in the book is compilations of best practices. It has, it is actually has a structure. It has a sections on commit to get leads, which is lead generation. Everybody needs a lead. Vitally important. Right, yep. in order to have something to do. Yep. And then- You gotta sell something. And then you have to sell it. So yep. you get that lead and then you have to convert or consult that to sell. A lot of times what happens to real estate agents or other sales professionals, They'll get a lead, they'll get it to settlement, and then they don't have anything to do, and they go get a lead, and they get it to settlement, and they get stuck in this transactional loop. And to get out of that loop and actually have a sustainable, thriving, ongoing business, as you said, there are things to do to connect, to build, and grow. And that is the third component, a key aspect to the book. And so that is all surrounded by success, thinking, activities, and vision because I'm sure you are aware that mindset, right, yep. is key because particularly in a sales-oriented business, there's a lot of hurdles you have to go through in order to get a deal done, and there's a lot of can-be rejection and frustration and getting, um, just even getting the business, right? Yeah, that and, mindset component I think is so important for, for realtors. I love the fact that you've taken things that have made you successful, and you've distilled it down into a very digestible package in a book. Every single day is a page or a page and a half, and uh, you can flip through it daily and get some inspiration, but also get that practical knowledge, and I think that's really important. You know, it's, it's one thing to have inspiration. We all have inspiration and it kind of dies down. Yes. Having that information, also having that step-by-step -step process of what to do going forward, I think is really important. And so, as you wrote this book, 
and one of my natural questions is, what are the factors that contribute to your success in real estate? What are some of those things that you really latch on to say that that was really one of the things that helped me become successful? Well, I would say habit formation, good habit formation is probably one of the keys to success. Sure. And I'm not the only one that says that. I mean, if you read a lot of uh, entrepreneurial success and, and just personal development literature, they will attest to the power of habit. In fact, there's a book, The Power of Habit, which you and I talked about. Yeah, Charles Duhigg. Yes, so the idea is that success is attainable, but many people are, they're, they're very um, roller coaster <laughs> in their, their efforts. And so by setting up good habits, and for me as a, an agent and new in the business, one of the key habits I set up was very consistently generation and very consistent practices of adding to my database and very consistent practices of touching my past clients. And it's like the, the tortoise and the hare, yeah. right? So the reason why that's a fable that's been around for eons is because what often happens is an agent will have a great burst of energy and sure. come out of the gate really strong and hot, but can't sustain it. It would be like a marathon runner that try to run a marathon like a sprinter. Right. They would probably burn out, right? They wouldn't make it. Well, so it's the same with this industry. I find that if you're to sustain success over a long period of time, it's those consistent habits. Yeah. And that's where this it's key something like this where you are building into your life consistent habit of personal and business development yeah and i, I love the discussion about habits and and as i became a, a business owner a, a broker owner of my own firm calibrate real estate i really was reminded that there is a there's a big difference between between being a solo agent and being a team lead yes and and I think that when you're a solo agent you're focused on habits and I think that's what uh, we're speaking to here but also for the broker owners and the team leads and people who are operating a group of people it comes down to systems and systems very much are related to exactly what habits are they're just habits for a team habits for a group of people and how do we do things on a regular basis so that we're not winging it all the time right and I think that that's uh, that's so key and, and really uh, obviously fundamental to success and I find interesting though, and one of the reasons why I called the company Calibrate and why the podcast is, is being called Calibrate is that I feel like the ingredients of success are often learning experiences, i.e. failure, uh, born out of failure. So if you could share a failure with us that you had, uh, hopefully it's a long, long time ago, um, or maybe recently, uh, and the feelings you had at that time, and then what you did to learn from it. That's the most important thing. Calibrate means to iterate. It means to make change. It means to make progress. and kind of measure off a standard and then make adjustments? Well, I would think that, well, there was a couple of thoughts that come to mind. One is that the focus on the business is what many agents get um, wrapped up in. And sure. then they fail to do the things, or, or working in the business, the actual transactional aspect of it. And then they fail to work on the business or work on themselves. And it was a real epiphany moment for me, when I would see my business take a, you know, a, a lull, hit a lull point or a, a soft spot, and I could go back and actually reflect on the fact that it was when I was pulling back on my own personal development. Because mm -hmm. when I was working on myself, and it's kind of like a rising, 
you know, tie raises all boats. Mm -hmm. I found that everybody else benefited when I was taking time to work on myself. It feels counterintuitive sometimes. It seems selfish to stop and take time for, you know, training or going on uh, professional development, you know, or being involved in coaching or that. Sometimes it feels like you may be actually being selfish because you're working on yourself. Sure. But it, it's sort of kind of like being a parent, right? Your, your children will reflect you. And so if there's something that's going on, then it's probably going on with you, right? So how do you change the behavior of the child? You change the behavior of the child by the parent changing. I mean, the market had slowed down considerably, sure. but the way I could change that was by, again, changing me. And so I double-timed my lead generation, got the pipeline back full. So I would say the other times where I have had um, failures is failure to recognize the fact that that pipeline literally will dry up when I stop lead generating, that it's that important to do on a consistent basis. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's a, a sure recipe for slowing down your business is stopping making phone calls oh and, and, and touching base with your friends and the people that are in your business. And so I think one of the habits, and this is where it brings it all full circle, one of the habits in Stephen Covey's critically acclaimed book and sold millions of copies, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, is sharpen the saw. Absolutely. I mean, taking time to sit back and sharpen your saw instead of just hacking away at the tree um, is really important. It'll end up making you better. So I think it, it creates, it does so many different things. It, it's really, really, I think that's one of the, the most important messages that I could take away from being successful is you've got to invest in yourself, right? But you've also got to remember when you stop, all of a sudden, the lead Everything stop. Everything else world, stops. The, the, the world's going to keep on going if you decide to, to stop uh, lead generation. All right, so this book is all about best practices. It is. What are the things that you do personally? And I want you to get really, really tactical here actual examples, things that people can grab their, grab onto. What are the things that you do in your business that you feel like sets yourself apart from the average agent? I'm not talking about other top producers, but you look at yourself versus the, someone who's just kind of always been average or mediocre. Uh, what do you think sets yourself apart? Well, so in lead generation, I do what I call activity blocking. Now there are many agents that time block sure. and they'll set a certain amount of time to lead generate. What I found is, is that sometimes they'll use that time and they won't actually lead generate. I mean, it's just a whole distraction. Well, sales professionals in general, Squirrel. oh my gosh, or shiny <laughs> object, or now, you know, we've got everything on the internet. And so they're, they're not actually lead generating, or I find that it's, what happens is the time gets used, but no actual lead generation occurred. So by activity blocking, you determine how many actual contacts you're gonna make any given day, or week or month, but day really is the most powerful. And the, the benefit, there's several benefits to it. You can, what I do what I call front load. So like I was getting ready to come to Denver, so I front loaded my business for the week and you can backfill. So like if you have a couple of busy days taking clients out or something, then you can backfill on your lead generation. You can track better when you actually have the names of the people you contacted and you can track back to see where your business is coming from. So like if you are in a, maybe a little bit of a lull and you wanna jumpstart or you wanna take it to the next level, you can go back and see where the leads that you, contacts that you made actually turned into business. It's the Jerry Seinfeld 
right? Okay. You're talking about this in a lot of your discussions. So tell, for everybody who hasn't heard why Jerry Seinfeld became successful, tell us. Well, he attributes it to, well, writing jokes. And he actually wrote a joke every day. Even if it wasn't a great joke, the, the fact that he committed, and that's why I call it commit to get leads, because it's a commitment. So he committed to being a joke writer and a comedian, which needed jokes, right? So it's kind of like we're committing to real estate. We need people to buy and sell real estate with. So we are committed to get leads. He committed to get to write jokes, and he put a very plain calendar on the wall. And one of the big ones that, you, that you'll see. Yes, and every day, that, and you can YouTube this, every day he would just mark through the day. So the idea was don't break the chain. Yep. So that's the next aspect to this is that that consistency of habit uh, to not break the chain because I think that it's well it's like any other habit that people are trying to achieve what be it exercise eating healthy reading every day the more consistent that the habit becomes the more likely you're going to sustain success and you're more likely you're going to start to see results one of my favorite speakers who's now become an author is a is a woman from Nashville, Tennessee named Christy Wright. And she operates a, a, a both a, a book but also a, a coaching platform called The Business Boutique and it's specifically geared towards women. And Christy says one of the famous just realizations of an entrepreneur is we are always boom, always bust. Very little in between and she's like, you know, there, there are weeks that we're at the gym every single day at 5 a.m. and we're just crushing it, we're doing great. And then we go from that to eating a whole sleeve of Girl Scout yep. cookies on the couch. <laughs> and it, there's just zero in between. And I think that in real estate, you know, we're, we're a communication business. We're a, um, we're a kneecap to kneecap type of business. And so what happens is a lot of us are attracted to the communication and we're attracted to the entrepreneurial part of it. And what happens is that type of personality tends to be really, really high, but really, really low. Not very, you know, we should be more like engineers, right? Where we should just be kind of steady Eddie, take every single day, don't break the chain. And so I love how Christy describes that, where it's like it's, it's either super high or super low, boom or bust. And I think that's fun. And we, as we talk about authors, people that I enjoy um, reading about, I always, think about this concept that true leaders are readers. They are. And, and I think that the fact that you've written a book, it makes you a leader in this industry. But I would be encouraged to hear what people you have gained some mentoring from that are authors, people that you've read. And, and is there a book that really impacted you? And if so, what made it special to you? Well, so the um, root word of uh, author is authority, or oh. it comes from authority. Sure. So somebody who is an author is an authority on a subject yeah. so yes yeah. so you're right about that Hal Elrod wrote Miracle Morning I love that book okay so you're a Miracle Morning fan oh yeah so he power of habit he talks about if you um, win the morning then you win the day and many you know studies of successful entrepreneurs business people well really any profession attributes a morning routine to being one of the keys to success and Hal has endorsed my book, A Real Estate Success in Congrats, Five Minutes a Day. that's exciting. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's a mega author, so oh my that's gosh. a big endorsement. He's got like 12 Miracle Mornings now. They got one for, uh, well, they have Miracle Morning for writers, and Miracle Morning for entrepreneurs, Miracle Morning for salesperson, yeah. Miracle Morning for real estate agents. The, he has this program called 
uses the acronym SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S, and he has found that the key aspects to each one of those is what he studied best practices from many successful, again, areas. And the S stands for silence or meditation. Mm -hmm. A stands for affirmations. V stands for visualization. E for exercise. R for reading. And that's where the reading, readers or leaders, also mm -hmm. comes in. And then S for scribing or journaling, reflecting on where you are in your life journey and business journey and learning from that. And so I would say that that really was a paradigm shift for me when I read Miracle Morning. I actually met Hal Elrod after I had started writing my book. Somebody introduced me to him and said, oh, you need to read Miracle Morning. And it was by getting up an hour early is how I read my book, I wrote my book. When I committed to write my book, I claimed I didn't have any time. Sure. And which is ridiculous because which is translation for you weren't making the time. I was not committed to it yeah. enough to to figure it out. And I figured it out by getting out an hour up an hour earlier. That's commitment. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and so it was very powerful for me to put into play the miracle morning by actually um, using it to write my book and then of course now that it's transform my morning, it's transform my life. So I would highly recommend uh, any of the Miracle Morning series. So being an author, I think that that's amazing. I mean, congrats on your book. We, you. we talked about that. Um, what are you trying to, to, and hoping to communicate to your audience? That every author is communicating a message to their audience, and so what do you hope to communicate? Well, success is achievable. It's just that many people don't because um, they don't invest the time. Sure. And really truly by investing five minutes a day by focusing on one thing a day then you are more likely to remember it to put it into application like for example you're now going to remember what we talked about about today's lesson yeah. of it being the personal best yeah. because i was reading the book this morning and and personal best and i was looking at it and we talked about this on facebook live before we before we taped uh, the, the podcast it is a fascinating story that resonated with me because my kids are swimmers. I was a swimmer when I was a young kid, summer swim league, and it all talks about how swimmers focus not on necessarily winning the race, that's important, but personal best. It's all about you against the clock and you against yourself. And I love when you see that in the Olympics, you see that world record line that keeps going and you see the swimmers swimming into it and, they, and sometimes they're, they're past it. And uh, that's really cool because you really are against the clock. That's what you're doing as, as a swimmer. It's all about your personal best. And I think um, the, the message there on a daily basis is that you can focus in on this one message. And today it happened to be personal best. What are some of your favorite messages from the book? You've got to have a day or two that you feel like those are the go-to. If someone wants to get the Cliff Notes version and really see what your book's about, what are, the, what are your couple of favorites? Well, we've already touched on a few of them. Uh, the Jerry Seinfeld, sure. the activity blocking, uh, the one for the success thinking activities and vision that I talk about is the idea of working in and on the business at the same time. There's an optical illusion that I'm sure people have seen with the old lady and the young woman sure. in the same photo. And people either see the old lady first or they see the young woman. I found, I've done this with many groups 
and spoken in front of a number of audiences. And most people seem to see the young woman first. Okay, so they see in, in this illustration, let's say that's the, the real estate business or the transactional aspect of it. They see that. They don't always see the old lady or let's call that the working on the business. So another book, E-Myth Mastery mm -hmm. by uh, Michael Gerber. So E-Myth is the entrepreneurial myth. Yeah. So the entrepreneur is very good at their, what their technique, he calls it a technician. So the transaction for the real estate agent, they're very good at that. What they often don't do is, or fail to do, or don't put the focus on, and that is the connecting to building and growing a business. Sure, working on it. Working in. on it yeah. and... Get yourself out of the weeds, get yourself up at that 30, 40,000 foot view and really look at what's gonna happen and, and see your business for what it is instead of being biased in it. And I think that's the, the big thing is looking down on it and Calibrate is, is all about that. Think about it like a scientist. This, we're making adjustments here, it's not a failure, this is a progression towards success. And I think that's, an, that's very important, that whole concept. Well, so the idea is, is they're both there at the same time, and yeah. they always were. It's just whether you could see it or not. Yeah, it's that yin and yang, right? They're out there there, and they need to live in harmony. You need they to do, do both. They need you to can't, do both. You can't only focus on the business and never do anything, right? There won't be anybody coming. There's no sales, no money. But yes. at the same time, what happens to so many of us is we focus on, hey, go, go, go. Let's get sales. Let's have deals. Let's put them under contract. We close a bunch of business, then we wonder, where's the next deal? Where's my pipeline? And it's because you weren't continuing to lead generate while you had business to work on. We're going to talk uh, in a moment about mentors. We've talked about being an authority as an author. One of my mentors is a guy that we know, Bo Mankin. Yes, oh wow. Bo is a tremendous real estate investor and developer. And Bo's got a couple, he's got a lot of different things he says where I'm like, oh, I love that. One of the things, and, and Bo didn't invent this, but you know, buy real estate and wait. You know, it's, it's very easy to look back at what happened 30 years ago and say, golly, I wish I would have bought real estate then. Um, you know, Bo also talks about, and this is in Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, but that real estate is one of the fundamental needs. You've got Housing. food and shelter. You know? So right after I gotta get fed, I've gotta have a roof over my head. And so that's the thing I love about being in the apartment business or the single family home business, is that you know, it is a hierarchy of needs. It's, it's a fundamental need for people. So mentors, you know, for me being a mentor is all about sharing the advice that I wish that I knew when I was 22. And a lot of times we have to learn that through failure. Well, what advice would you give to the aspiring 20-something that's interested in getting in the real estate business? Oh, you mean in, in wanting to be on the... Um, just in real estate, just as to be a realtor. Real estate. Yeah, I mean, you've gotta be nuts sometimes to be in our <laughs> business. So what does it take? You know, we've got real estate agents kind of have this broken risk meter. There's so many people in the world that would never go out for zero paycheck and call people, talk to people, and say, please work with me, and then 60 days later actually get paid. So, you know, there's there's gonna be some entrepreneurs out there. There's some people who are graduating high school or graduating college, that they're like, I wanna invest in real estate. So what would you say to that 22-year-old that uh, maybe shaking in their boots, but they know that they wanna be a real estate agent? What would you say to them? Well, it's a relatively easy entry business when you consider the potential of income. Sure. I mean, when you look at other industries or professions like law or medicine or other engineering or whatever, they require way more education for the income level. And the, um, the, and the cost, and the generally, cost. Right, which is yeah. a very low barrier to it entry. It is, it is yeah. a low barrier to entry. But it, it's not easy because 
statistically, according to the Realtor Association, only 13% um, make it five years. Right. So that means 87% don't make it five we years. We made it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so I, I believe that what it is is I think that people uh, are missed the, the fact that it is, is work and they see the, the payday, but they don't see everything that goes into that. And so the people that I know that put it in the effort are the ones that achieve success at a high level over time. And that is truly the, the definition of a professional. Um, you do whatever it takes to just get that, that business humming and going, and, and, and then you can be a little bit more selective. And as you create more experiences and, you, and you've got uh, a higher level of professionalism, you can, you can accelerate up into some of the luxury homes. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with starting with some of the smaller homes. And I, I love the fact you talk about just being a professional. There are so many people that are the part-timers in our industry. And it is one of those things that I think for folks that really treat this as a true profession and a true craft can be very annoying because we've all been on the other side of the transaction with a part-timer and you're doing all the work, you've got all of the information and you're really kind of dragging them along almost like an anchor. And so I think if you're gonna be in this business, truly treat it as a profession because it is one that you should do full-time and it's, it, like you said, because of the low barrier to entry, both education-wise as well as cost, just the simple cost of getting a license, it's a wonderful industry, and I, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's given so much to me, and so thank you for sharing that advice. Um, this has been a lot of fun being yes. able to interact with you. Guys, I'd love for you to check out Karen's book again. As you can see it here, Real Estate Success in Five Minutes a Day. I am going to be buying some of these books, and I would say that if you share this podcast, we'll be giving this book out for free. So all you have to do on Facebook or Instagram or any of the other platforms you see, just click share and we'll go ahead and send that out to you. We'll, we'll reach out to you directly and we'll mail you a copy of the book. So thank you so much, Karen. It was a pleasure to spend some time with you. I, I've learned so much just in our, in our time together and I truly feel like everyone's better for it. I'm Kyle Malnati. I'm the broker owner of Calibrate Real Estate and uh, the host of this podcast. I truly appreciate everybody here that is tuning in. And uh, as I love to say, we will see you around the neighborhood.